Signal. Radio. Radio, the final frontier. These are the adventures of the radio show Talk Trek. Its mission, to take fans and boldly go where no radio show has gone before. From New York to California and everywhere in between, welcome to the one and only call-in Trek show, Talk Trek, the convention on the air. Now here's your host, Joyce Mason. Evening, gentle beings, and how are you all doing tonight? Welcome to CRN and to Talk Trek. And we're back with you, as usual, on Friday night. You know it's Friday because we're here. And why do you want to give that to me? For any particular reason? Oh, I was, I was just wondering if you uh, could hear through your headphones all right. I can hear right. through my headphones. Oh, good, okay. good, good. Yeah. We, we, are, we are very informal here. That's what Talk Trek is all about. We relax. If we got a problem, you're going to know about it just the same way we know about it. And we usually do have some kind of a problem or another. <laughs> so the whole idea of this show is to is for you to, to sit back, take your shoes off, have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever, uh, and relax for now. We're going to sit around and we're just going to uh, hack around about our favorite show, Star Trek. We can talk about the plots, the characters, the philosophy, uh, whatever. It's an American institution, and it's ours. It's it's it belongs to us fans, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Or at least for, for an hour. For an hour. So anyway, I'm here with uh, Darren. Darren Dockman. Dave is still away. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, I don't know where he is. He's away. He's uh, he's still on vacation. Long, How are you? Long vacation. I'm fine. I haven't seen you since Christmas. That's right. I haven't been here since Christmas. A wow. total of fifteen incurably insane <laughs> out of billions is not what I would call an excessive figure. Well, I I would. Uh, no, well, he has a point. He has a you know, you know, that's an interesting point. I want to talk about that tonight. I mean, I want to talk about Spock. I want to talk about Vulcans. Okay. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little while. First, uh, so so, what did you, where did you go? I you went home. I went home to uh, Illinois. Yeah, that's where Evie is right now. She's in Chicago. The great Midwest. The wind chill factor is 30 below. Yeah, it's pretty cold. A, a bit colder than it is here. Just a dash. Right. It's what? more like New York. Except it's windier. I don't really know that it is windier than New York, as a matter of fact. We used to debate about that. They call Chicago the windy city. But uh, I really think that uh, New York is, is, is unbelievably windy. How much windier could it be? I and don't know. How much? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Say. That wasn't I'm a real You thought I had an answer to that, didn't you? Well, right? I, I hoped. No, forget. Hey, I've got news for you. Yes. Do you know that, that Liz Taylor is uh, being pursued by Paramount right now yes. to do some television? You know, she's been sort of semi-retired hmm. for a while, but she's still gorgeous. She's still a beautiful she's, woman. She's not starring as the starship in Star Trek Voyager, is she? As oh, the starship? <laughs> what a ne This girl lost a lot of weight. She looks great. She's down to a size six. What do you want? So I guess that's a no. I guess that's a no. Can't you just see her, though, in Star Trek The Next Generation as the queen of a planet of, of beautiful women, you know, uh, making perfume, and, and they just wear jewels and nothing else? Maybe Luaxana Troy's mother. <laughs> Maybe that. No, Roxana's, Roxana's choice. Oh, Roxana's choice, mother. You know, you're being very nasty. Don't you like Elizabeth Taylor? Sure. I think she's. I think she's nice. I think she'd I be. Like I her. think she'd be great as the new captain of the Enterprise. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a point there. She'd be very, very good. She'd be very commanding. Nobody'd fool around with that kid. I'll tell you that much. And the jewels itself could power the uh, ship for <laughs> without any problem whatsoever. Years and years. What else is happening? Helen uh, was telling me tonight that uh, Viacom and Blockbuster. Have up their bid for uh, Paramount That's over QVC. Right. The war so continues for yeah. How many billions? Now, okay. The way I understand it is, QVC was offering ninety-two dollars a share, 
and now Viacom and Blockbuster are offering 105. So what does that break down into uh, as far as billions are concerned? Uh, probably uh, b billions and billions and billions. Billions, that's what I kind of thought too. So <laughs> what else is happening? Uh, anything else? The Hatton's new uh, Tech War series is due out. Tech it's War, gonna be starting. yes. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be fascinating. I love the books. The books were great. Mm -hmm. They were very, very good. So it, the, it should uh, be interesting. Yet, an, yet another entry into the uh, science yeah. fiction. Well, I don't think that I don't know if they can really call this. Will this still be science fiction? It's only going to be 50 years in the future. It's not going to be 200 well, years. Well, I in think the I think if Quantum Leap can be categorized science fiction, which it is, I think that uh, Tech War can be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so that's fine. Okay, I don't really care. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's still going to be. But you know that brings up something too. This tech war. You, do you know that's what virtual reality is? Uh, I didn't know that. Well, it is. It's that's a matter of sitting down and putting these things on your head and and on your hand. Oh, I guess and yeah. And you literally feel that you're there. That's and tech you in the books, to it. right? And in in uh, the uh, sh in the uh, the books, yeah, that's what tech or tech war is. Tech is. Yes. It's an addictive, an right? Mind-boggling thing. Yeah. And I Much think like talk trek. <laughs> Take a telephone call. <laughs> Wait a minute. Before you pick up on the phone call, oh. <laughs> you should announce what the telephone numbers are for our other listeners. That would be a good idea. Yeah. If you're in the uh, local area of uh, California, Los Angeles, or the 818 area code, because that's where we are broadcasting from, and we are nat nationwide. We go from coast to coast. So our telephone number in the local area is 818-352-7152. And if you're outside of that area, call one 800 336 2225. So that's real easy. It's just two numbers to remember. And really, for 90% of our country, it's only 1 800 336 2225. That's toll free. So, and it's toll free. So you can call from all over, from Virginia and Chicago and wherever. So let's take a call. Hi, you're welcome. You're on uh, Talk Trek and you're live. And this is CRN, and I'm happy to talk to you. Hello. Hello. Who's calling? Uh, my name is Richard Phillips. Hi, Richard. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the great state of William Shatner, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I think you're right. That is William Shatner's state. That's I almost right. forgot about that. I know some secrets on the old captain himself. Uh -oh. What do you know? Tell us. I know tell a us. guy. I know a guy that works at the barn and that kind of thing. Oh, come on, but, uh, Richard. I can't, I can't tell another horseman's secrets. Oh, good. oh I don't see why not. <laughs> oh, we won't uh, tell anybody. Hey, look, it'll just between just be between you and Darren and our 26 listeners. Yeah, what if Bill never sees Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, what if Bill never speaks to me again, though? What well. if he never speaks to me? I'd really be in trouble. I want him on my show. <laughs> oh. He was on not too long ago, but I'd like to have him back again. Well, actually, this is kind of an odd situation. I'm actually not listening to you. You're I don't not. have satellite. You aren't. But the commander of our area out here does. Uh-huh. So I know, when you're, I know when you're on, so I'm calling. And she's recording it on her VCR. Well, right. isn't Good. that a riot? So I guess the commander uh, uh, so thing works. Yeah, I guess so. I'm oh, yeah, to see great. Who's we our love commander in, um, in, 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 in the Kentucky area. Well, we're working on it. Oh, you have to be on the way. Oh, <laughs> great. Okay, well, we have some new commanders tonight. Her name is Joni Vale. I'd like Joni to say hello Vail. to her anyhow. Great. Hi, Joni. Captain Joni. Hi, <laughs> Captain Joni. We look forward to having you come on board. So tell us, Richard, This is so you've never really heard our show. Oh, I've I heard it on on my uh, on my VCR a lot. Oh, oh you have I've it. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. But this is your first time calling in live. Right. Experiencing us live. I'm sorry. <laughs> <What? laughs> There's nothing to be sorry about. Oh, I don't know. Right, we Sometimes love it. I, well, it is. Oh, I can't good. afford a satellite. <laughs> ah. I can't either. To tell the truth. 
So what else is happening? Well, I had a couple of questions. Please do. What? Uh, <clears throat> number one, did you all hear a rumor that uh, Bill Shatner submitted a script for Star Trek Seven, starring the originals? Yeah. But it was turned down? That, that was a rumor. That, yeah, there was a rumor, but I don't believe he submitted a script. He did probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he did submit a storyline. Almost all of the, uh, you know, the, the top stars do. Leonard, Bill, whomever. Um, George Takei. George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> he submitted one, but it was just Sulu, no uh, one else in the story. Several friends of mine also submitted hey, we them. Sulu. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, that wouldn't be unusual, so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he did. You know. Okay. But yeah, I don't think he really is, you know, he's so darn busy with uh, Tech 4 and, and uh, the Rose Parade, which we saw him in, incidentally. We went to the parade. First and time I ever know, went to it, it's awesome. You all probably don't know this, but what? he's an avid horseman. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, we, we do know it. Every moment of the week that he's here. Oh, no, he, I know. He, he doesn't come home and lay around at all. Joyce, he for his horses. Joyce, by the way, is uh, is the commander of <laughs> William Shatner's nas national, Nas uh, international, international Fan Club. Fan club. Yeah. So, oh, so wow. Joyce does indeed know all of Bill's activities any time well, of the day or night. <laughs> oh. We have our little spies all over watching the poor soul. God help him. He can't do anything without us finding out about it. Oh, that's kind of uh, pitiful. I feel I had, sorry for him. I had two other quick little questions. If yeah, I sure. Right. Um, on voyages, yes. what time period is that going to take place? That's going to be taking the Star Trek Voyager, the, the new uh, series that is spinning off from Next Generation. It doesn't have a time period. It's out in outer space and nobody knows where it is. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's supposed to be or taking place at is. the same time period as Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Okay? And, I, I have I, a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What do you think of uh, okay? Um, what do you think of Riker as a character? That's that's something I really want to talk about tonight. Of who? Riker, Captain. Uh, uh, oh, I think Riker. he's great. I, I, and that leads to my third question. Yes. Why don't they just move a couple of characters off off the next generation and let Riker take over? Well, with like, his own like the card, you mean? Excuse me? Like Picard? <laughs> well, let Picard go up to be an admiral, let him do guest <laughs> shots, and let Riker take over. Well, I love the next generation. I hate to see it go. Well, one of the, uh, one of the rumors flying around now is that uh, Star Trek Voyager will, in fact, uh, have one or more characters from the next generation moving on to that show. Now, whether it's going to be uh, Commander Riker and, uh, or, or the, the, other com the other Riker, and, uh, I like the other Riker. Yeah. And Deanna Troy. The other Riker I really much prefer because this Riker, uh, well, I like, I like the character every now and then. He wimps out too many times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we really like Deanna does. Troy in Kentucky. Mm. <laughs> well, good. Bill really would like her, I'm sure, if he was... Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I don't want to tie up the lines, and I really enjoy talking to you all, and I'll be interested in hearing myself next week when I get this tape. <laughs> well, I thank you very much for calling. <laughs> well, thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. Take Bye -bye. care of that country down there. <laughs> we, um, yeah, William Shatner the country. That's right. Uh, yet another caller brought in by our uh, by our ploy of having outpost commanders yeah. uh, bringing in more people. God bless. And uh, they're wonderful, aren't they? That's right. And among the new outpost commanders yes. that we have to announce after the uh, after the vacation time uh, is quite a few. we have we do we have uh, Donna Gibson Smith from Stanley, North Carolina. She says that's between Lincolnton and Mount Holly. Uh, she w we loved a line that Donna had in her letter. She said she loved Star Trek so much that she created her own 
Next Generation. Isn't that great? I think that's nice. great. I think that's really great. Uh, the next commander is Sandy Stutz, and she's the commander of Fox Hills Culver City in uh, California. Right. Uh, Rob M. Reddle from Medford, Oregon. He's another one of our commanders who wrote in. Um, we have another commander up in Oregon. Uh, we have uh, Brenda Spoon in uh, Grants Pass, That's Oregon. right. Right. Uh, we have a couple more here. We have uh, Joseph P. Uh, Sprostley of Studio City, California, and Sharon Blair Sprotsky of North Hollywood. And yeah. there's, there's an interesting thing with, with those two, isn't right, there? Right, there is because... Um, well, I'm, I'm not quite clear, but one of them wants to be the commander of North Hollywood, which is fine, mm -hmm. and the other one wanted to be commander of um, Whittier. Ooh. But we already have a That's Whittier right. commander, uh, Virginia uh, Trejo, right. a Whittier commander. But we'll straighten it all out. We'll talk to our we'll talk to our commanders, and we'll find out exactly what they're in charge of, and when, and where, and. We'll announce it as soon as we settle on where their uh, outposts are. Right. And if you're wondering what we're talking about here, and we just like you... Do you think somebody out there maybe doesn't know what we're talking about? I think some do. you think that there some are people do. that have never heard us before? There, oh there may, may very well be. Oh, what next can I expect in life? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think if we knew that, we would uh, probably explode. But um, Gentlemen, I suggest you beam me aboard. <laughs> if you would like to beam aboard here and join us as a more active part of Talk Trek, we'd like to invite you to become a commander of a Talk Trek outpost. Now, the outpost is a place where Trekkers can meet, listen to our show, talk about Trek, and generally have a great time with people that like the same things you do, <laughs> specifically listening to Talk Trek. Yeah. And as the commander of an outpost, you can decide its designation and name, as uh, the bunch of people did tonight. And you will is also... that a Starfleet regulation? Why don't you just make that up I yourself? He makes it up as he goes along. And you will also receive an official Talk Trek Outpost Commander ID card, which mm -hmm. are on the way, we promise. Yes, yeah, they really are. And a uh, Talk Trek t-shirt, and we'll even the announce... The t-shirts I've got. That, that's right, the t-shirts are, are in I've hand. Done. They're in hand. And uh, we'll even announce your outpost, just like tonight, when it's established on the air and in our newsletter, which is forthcoming. Right. And what's more, you'll have the opportunity to be an official Talk Trek representative at some of the biggest conventions across the country, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that'll actually, they, they, that will be at the uh, creation conventions right. uh, where we expect to uh, be able to provide everybody with the table, and they can get out there and have a, have a really good time meeting right. uh, other Trek fans. And be our official Official voice representatives, exactly. Across the country. So Very important, really, to us. Right. Because to get the word out, how people know that we're here, uh, what the program is all about, what our objectives are. What are our objectives? We must have some. To boldly go where <laughs> no man no would dare go. Right, something like that. <laughs> I remember someone said that once. But anyway, if, if you're interested in becoming part of the Talk Trek family of fans, <laughs> trademark, help Talk Trek become the greatest show on the air today. Just write to us at Talk Trek, P.O. Box 7401725, Studio City, California 91604. That's Talk Trek, P.O. Box 7401 dash 725 studio city california 91604 and as we say here make contact with the final frontier and in the meantime you can call us and on our uh, local uh, a local line it's 818 what's our local line our, our local line here oh i can't find to, it to join us uh, on the air is 818-352-7152 now, now you found it and yeah. uh, nationwide toll free Join us at uh, the convention on the air, 1-800-336-2225, 1-800-336-CABLE-4242. 
for those who don't have any numbers on their phones. Good. You've covered all the bases. Thank you. <laughs> we try. We try. Now, listen, the lines are open. We want you to call in. We want to hear from all over the country. See how many, uh, I'd like to see how many uh, areas we can uh, manage to cover in the course of this hour. That's right. All over the nation. We may have to bring out the trivia questions. I think that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, before we bring out the <laughs> trivia questions, I have a question. All right. Okay, I have two questions that I wanted to discuss tonight. Two questions. If I can get anybody to respond to me. Really, they're very serious with me. The first one is, why in the next gen and in Deep Space Nine don't we have uh, more of a representation of Vulcan? And the, the Vulcans were uh, a, a, a group of were people in the original series that gave so much to Star Trek. Not just Spock, but the whole, mm -hmm. the whole concept, Sarek. Uh, the idea of the um, of, of Eddic, mm -hmm. which is is an, an integral part of the uh, Star Trek uh, world. The idea of diversity in the yes, universe. Yes, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Uh, they were uh, peoples that were of superior intelligence, superior strength, superior everything. Maybe that's why we got rid of them. That they probably got sick of the whole thing. Yeah, and walked away. It was very illogical. But we have, uh, we've concentrated on Klingons and we've concentrated on Romulans. Why are we doing anything with this? The only time we ever see a Vulcan, we saw, we saw Spock just mm -hmm. in the repeat just recently. But we have to go to repeats to get, to get a Vulcan. Right. There's something well, wrong there. They're certainly so easier to uh, make up than the other uh, aliens. Well, I think that the Vulcans just have a tremendous amount to offer as, a, as a, an, an interesting characterization of peoples and of an ideal group that you would love to meet sometime in the future. I mean, I don't necessarily want to meet Klingons and Romulans, but I would certainly enjoy meeting uh, uh, some Vulcans. Uh, they're, they're at least they're not scary, not too scary right. anyway. I tend to agree. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not in there. They're not scary. They're not the enemy. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. What do you think? What do you think out there in the vast? Yeah. Why don't we have any Vulcan representation with the next gen or with Deep Space Nine? Is it a plot? Yeah. Why do the writers leave it out? Are they afraid? Of being compared are. to the original series? It could be, could be. Are they afraid that if they have Vulcans in there, then they'll have no excuse to be... Wimpy. Wimpy? I bet that's the answer. Maybe that's They'd it. They'd have to show a little bit more strength of character. And I would really like to see it. I mean, can you imagine with, uh, in Chain of Command, for instance, when they, they took poor, poor Picard and, and he, here he was, uh, 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 they knew that he was, he was captive by the Romulans. And and Riker sat in his in his in his room after he'd been kicked off the bridge reading a book. Now you know very well what Spock would have done. He would have taken a shuttle, gone off, and gotten gotten Kirk, and that's all there is You're to it. You're probably right. Absolutely, gun, guns are blazing or phases phases are blazing. Let's take a call. Hi, you're on Talk Trek. Hi. Hello. Who's calling? Hi. I have. Uh, my name is Sarah Hoban. I'm from Irvine, California. Hi, Sarah. How you doing tonight? I'm fine. How are you? Good. So what's up? Um, I have an opinion. Good. About your um, talking about um, Vulcans on the next generation. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article about mm, two months ago, and it was written when, before Gene Roddenberry passed away. And he was talking about how he was trying to make a more of a diverse universe in the next generation in Deep Space Nine's time. Uh-huh. And when you're talking about how they were wimpy trying to keep them away, I don't really think so, because... Um, if it's more of a diversity, he wants to show you that there is some sort of, like, opposition out there besides just Vulcans who are these logical and um, impassive people. He's trying to show, like, there are people out there with feelings and emotions. Yeah, but he's brought on the Klingons and he's brought in the, um, 
the Romulans, so isn't there room for Vulcan? Well, he has brought them in occasionally. I mean... I think like twice. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In seven years. In, in seven years. Well, he's <laughs> at least they're trying. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I think they could try a lot harder. I would, would you like to see them, or don't you care? I care. I mean, they're a very good character to bring in every once in a while, but, I mean, with Data on the cast, they don't need someone who's, like, that logical every once in a while, I mean, all the time. Yeah, but that's one thing that they, they, I mean, with Cybok, you could really have a little bo bit more diversity. You could have a feeling um, uh, Vulcan and still retain much of their characterization, True, which was, uh, I, I thought, remarkably good. Maybe too good. Maybe that's part of it. Well, one of the major plots of number five was that Cybok was this renegade Vulcan in a way. I know. That's so. what I liked about Cybok. He was a, he was <laughs> a renegade. Yeah, he was the rebel in the yeah. group. Well, I'd still like to see a little bit more Vulcan, but uh, uh, I don't know. What, what can you do? Right. Did you happen to see, um, did you see Deep Space Nine this week? Um, no, I'm not a real big Deep Space Nine fan. You're not? You good don't for care you. for it, huh? Oh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, have you watched it at all? Excuse me? Have you watched it at all? Um, sometimes. What are you, mostly uh, in the next gen? Yeah, definitely. Okay, what are you looking for in the movie in Star Trek Seven? Well, I'm looking for some kind of gap between the, um, the original generation and the next, which is what they've been promising. Uh-huh. But I know they don't make any promises, and then they can't keep them. <laughs> oh, they can make promises and not bother to keep them, too. Right. <laughs> no problem with that. Well, I think we all would kind of see, uh, enjoy seeing a, um, uh, the baton being passed, and that's kind of what has been intimated of late. So we probably will get uh, that kind of story. True. Uh, well... Are you looking forward to the next gen being on the big screen? Definitely. I've been waiting for seven years. Who's your favorite character? Data. Data. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think about about uh, Riker? I I think he's a character that they haven't ex um, explored enough of. I agree. I'd I like to see them enlarge his character. Um, I've heard those rumors too about him moving to Star Trek Voyager, and I think it's a very good idea because they could probably explain a lot more of his background. I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd like to see him get a little bit more of a, a backbone to go with the background. True. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think that he could be a, a wonderful character, and I hate the way they've just kept it, have kept him sort of um, vanilla. Well, sort There's of. There's no color whatsoever. Especially this season, they've been trying to keep him behind, sort of. Yeah. Although next week's has been advertised as a big Riker one, so. Good. Well, we'll see. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Take care, dear. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on Talk Track. Welcome to CRN. Hi, how you doing? Good. Who's calling? This is Bruce Carrigan from uh, Lindenwald, New Jersey. Oh, hi, Bruce. Hey, I was just talking to somebody in New Jersey today, and they said it was snowing and cold or rainy and cold. Snowing and cold is a mild understatement. We didn't even get out to work today. The Oof. roads were so icy, they had all the major uh, highways uh, shut down for oh. quite a while. So I pretty much stayed home and totally lazy for a change. <laughs> good for you. That's about the only thing that you could say that's good about snow every once in a while. I finally found your program. I was looking for it. Uh, I got a column out here from an Ian Spelling. I was telling him um, the receptionist beforehand. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, you were talking to Ian? Yes. Oh, he was on our show once. He's a great guy. And uh, I, don't, I don't know him or anything about him. I, I got oh. a column in, our, in the Philadelphia Daily News, which oh, I got across oh, the river oh. from me. Right, that's his, uh, that's his nationally syndicated right. newspaper column. Well, they print that, and they had mentioned the time and everything, and I was looking for you. I recently installed a satellite dish, and we don't have you on our cable system out here. Mm. So, so you picked us up on satellite. So I'm getting you on um, E-Entertainment subcarrier, which is 
uh, I think it's F3 transponder 23. Yes. Oh, isn't that a riot? So I don't understand. So I finally that. found it, which is nice because I was looking for it for some time. The times were wrong, so I just started. Said, "Oh, it's Friday. Let me just keep flipping back and forth, and I'll get it sooner or later." Well, so congratulations. Yeah, we're delighted to have you with us. And the other it's thing with satellite I wanted to tell you was, uh, I'm not sure how the schedules go, but I also noticed something else that was kind of odd. What? That I receive all the programs from Paramount like a week ahead of time. Yes, that's uh, that's their Paramount sends out the shows to all its. I don't know if they're called affiliates, but uh, all right. the stations that carry the Paramount shows receive the shows that they're going to broadcast a week ahead of time. So, so does that mean, uh, now we're ahead of most New York, mm -hmm. so is he are you receiving the same show we're receiving, or are you receiving still an earlier one? He's, he's receiving the show that we get a week beforehand. A week before. Right. right. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm spoiled out here. Bruce, you gotta give me, you've got to give me a telephone number. I'm going to call you and find <laughs> out what's going on. I have, I have people <laughs> coming over to my house to watch it. It's, it's like, okay, you're way ahead of us. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. So that was pretty neat. So then you've already seen next week's show, the one with Riker, or you will see it? No, what, let, me, let me think here. What I've seen, um, Deep Space Nine was a new one. Hmm. Right. Which was with uh, Quark and uh, his adversary, who's... Um, yeah. Now, we had that yesterday. Okay. Well when I had did you get weekend. it? You had, had it last, last weekend. Last Saturday, so almost uh, a week ago. That was a great show, wasn't it? I liked it. I thought it was, uh, you know, it's an I interesting like show. I like one of my favorites on that, on that particular uh, show. I'm not you a know, big if, Deep if Space Nine fan either. I, I watch it, but uh, I'm still kind of hooked on the, the next generation. Well, the, but the funny part about, I, 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 I don't mean to interrupt, but the funny part about that particular show is that uh, it had it had no story to it whatsoever, and it had no ending, but it was an hilariously funny show. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. It was kind of, every once in a while they come up with a show that it just, I don't know. It's just sort of there. It's like you're walking through a day on Deep Space Nine. Maybe that's the whole idea. I don't know. That could be. I mean, I guess well, I'm a little also just used to the, the older shows where it was like, okay, you have a plot, you know, you right. have a, a finale, and yeah. you expect this to happen, and well, like we sure didn't have it on Deep Space Nine, but I still enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed the scenes between um, Carmini and uh, uh, O'Brien and the Doctor when they were doing the racquetball thing. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat. That was that was hysterical. I thought. That was funny. <laughs> I, I hear I saw um, a movie with. Uh, oh, I'm going to even try to figure out this. Carmini. Uh, O'Brien. Yeah, Carmini. Okay, I'm, I'm bad with names. That's okay. Not no problem. problem. He's but been all uh, over the place. He was he was on a talk show and uh, he was he was hyping his movie up, which I have I have yet to see. I saw previews for it and it looked pretty neat. It was it was seeing him out of character was kind of kind of odd. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you do catch him that way. Yeah, I've gotten very uh, interested in now in watching uh, A Team whenever I can, just <laughs> because I want to watch uh, uh, Bru uh, what's his name uh, uh, Schwartz. Um, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? What's, isn't that awful? <laughs> I can't think of his name. Dwight Barkley. Dwight, Dwight Schultz. Schultz. Dwight yes. Schultz as, as Murdoch. Yeah, you want to see him as a crazy guy for Oh, he's, he's so different from Murdoch. I mean, it's like uh, Murdoch is so different from um, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Barkley that, it's, in, uh, that, it, that it's, it's, it's really fascinating to watch. A sign of a great actor. Isn't yes, it? he's a marvelous actor. He really is. I have great respect for him as an actor. Question, so. piece of trivia for you. I yes. Think, yes. I think it is. Uh, do you recall the episode a few years back when, um, and on The Next Generation, where they went to Ramios for Ambassador Spock. Yes. Yeah. Unification. Oh. That was okay. just on again. It was a two-parter. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know if it was on out here. It was, it was on in L.A. Okay. Well, in one one of the scenes where they're in the office, and uh, it's right before they set up the holograms to fool everybody. Right. Which I think that was the scene. 
Um, if you look the, on the, one of the tables, there's like this. I don't know. It's a it's it's a sort of a glass sculpture. You can see a cameraman in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Has anybody ever? I wanted to know if I was the only one because I, I obviously Jared saw it. <laughs> we um, when it first came out, a couple of friends of mine and I we uh, well one of my friends spotted it and then we had it on tape and exactly. we ran it back and forth and you can see there's it's just this guy standing you know in a in a sweater over right. in the corner. <laughs> yeah, glasses. It on, happens. But it, it was really funny because we had it on tape. Same deal. We were sitting there. I was like, did you see that? And like. And slow I have one for you. Did you ever notice in Star Trek Three, where they pan in at the opening of the show, and they're panning in and they're going through the uh, uh, through the uh, jungle there toward the casket, toward Spock's casket? Did you notice in the lower left-hand corner, if you look, you can see the cars on the freeway. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a goof. That's a goof. <laughs> That's a goof. But you have to look for it. That was on just recently, and I was watching it. But there they are. Well, maybe there the Genesis. The maybe the Genesis Planet did develop uh, traffic normally. <laughs> you know that, that could have been possible. Thanks very much thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, Bruce. Yeah, thanks a lot. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Take Bye -bye. care. Live long and prosper. You We're going to have to take a quick break right now and uh, do station identification. It'll take about thirty seconds. We'll be right back. So don't you guys go away. In the Cable Radio Network, the radio channel. If your friends want to listen to Talk Trek and they have cable, tell them to call their cable company and ask which channel CRN Cable Radio Network is on. If their cable company does not carry CRN, tell them you want it because you want to listen to Talk Trek badly. Then call us at 818 352-7152 and tell us which cable company you have and with whom you spoke and we'll see what we can do. That's 818-352-7152. Hi, welcome back to Talk Whoops, I lost my voice. Don't you think I know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you do because I just lost my voice right Talk in the middle track. of that. Talk Trek, and this is Joyce Mason, and I'm here with Darren Dockerman, and we're just having a good time relaxing, talking to our friends about our favorite subject, Star Trek. Oh, oh, You Star thought Trek. I was going to say Star Wars, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe one week we'll do that. Give but, the telephone uh, numbers. To, to join us live here on CRN, the cable radio and network. live. That's right. All you have to do, if you're in the Southern California area, you dial 818-352-7152. Once again, that's 818-352-7152. Anywhere else, in within the sound of my voice, you can dial toll-free 1-800-336-2225. That's 1-800-336-CABLE. So just figure it out on your phones and dial it. You know, when I was driving out here tonight with uh, Lynn, and the two of us were talking about what I was, we were going to talk about on the show tonight. And I said, I really want to talk about two things. I want to talk about Vulcan and the fact that we don't have them on the show. And I want to talk about uh, Riker's character and why he's such a wimp. And she was arguing with me and saying, you know, well, I shouldn't talk about the characters. I should talk about the writers because it's the writers' fault. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't really want to blame the writers because we never really blame people. We just sort of blame characters. Right. Do you think I should blame the writers? I knew obviously it is the writers. Well, but yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's not, more that's no fun that way. It's more fun to blame something, someone that we can actually see on the TV. Yeah, right. Okay, let's take a phone call. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Talk Trek. Hello, Hello, you're live on CRN. Hello, how are you? Fine, who's calling? Uh, this is Carson Gibson. I'm calling from Lexington, Virginia. Hi, another one from Lexington. Welcome. Are you oh, snowed you're in, Lexington, too? Oh, Lexington, Virginia, not Lexington, Kentucky. No, Virginia. 
Virginia. Right. Yeah. How's the weather there? Oh, so we had a nice warm day today. It's supposed to get cool again next week, though. <laughs> oh, well, I hope it stays a little bit warmish. Oh, not too it cold. It was nice. Got rid of some of the snow we got this past week. Oh, good. So, so, so anyway, nice. what can we do for you tonight? Oh, I was just calling in to um, say I really love your show. I've been listening to it for probably four weeks now. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I found it in the fan club magazine when I was at one of the local bookstores oh. uh, thumbing through the magazine. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't buy it? Oh, no. <laughs> when I go to the bookstore and just flip through it, why buy it? Uh, Reasonable. Oh, God. So then I, I, don't, I don't have cable. I have a satellite. So I came home and started trying to figure out where I was going to find you all and I am just amazed how many people have satellite dishes. There's somebody told me there's four million satellite dish owners. Oh, that's, that's incredible. We, we seem to be getting a lot of them from the East Coast too. Yes, yes. Right. I live in a rural area, so cable does, doesn't come anywhere close. To right. Me. So with so. the satellite, you can pick up just about anything. Right. And so I, <laughs> I tried to memorize the um, radio station that it was on, but by the time I got home to my book, I couldn't remember it. And <laughs> Well, so see, one night I thought, well, that one looks right. Let's try it. And sure enough, there you were. Oh, isn't that a riot? So you've been listening to us ever since. Yes. Well, we're delighted to have you. Right. Matter of fact, I record it every week, and uh, I take it into work, and on our lunch break, there's several others that listen to it. Oh, isn't that a panic? So so you're you're basically your own Talk Trek outpost commander. That's right. He well, is. In, informal. <laughs> <laughs> the tape delay outpost commander. Right, right. I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. I sneezed. That's Excuse quite all right, me. Joyce. I'm not supposed to do that on the radio, but how do you prevent it? Dads. So listen, tell me, what do you think of our discussion tonight? What about the fact that they don't have any Vulcans? Do you well, care? Well, you know, I never really thought about it. Am I the only one that gets excited about these things? <laughs> I guess so. Quite, quite possibly. Well, there's so many but things going on in the show that you know, sometimes you forget parts of it. Maybe they just forgotten, haven't put a Vulcan on there for that reason. Well, maybe it's because, as Lynn was saying, because of the difference in the times today as opposed to the way they were in the 60s. Sure. You know, maybe that does make a difference. I don't yeah. know. But I, I do know that I, I, I guess I just like the uh, characterization. I like the strength of the Vulcan. Uh, I liked the, uh, the, the character. I, I liked what he stood for. And I liked it when he would get a little soppy, you know, every once in a while. And you sort right. of see this, this little gleam. I liked the musical aspect of it. He seemed to be a perfect character in Spock. Well, when the next generation first uh, came on, uh, you know, Data, just, that was the person I saw taking the place of yeah. the Balkans for their show. And it was sort of like that was a plan type of thing. Right. Absolutely. And, and but he's not really. Right. But I think they were thinking intellect and matter of fact, I'm, this was their replacement. I'm sure they were thinking that. In fact, uh, in, the, in the original pilot, uh, Dr. McCoy, uh, who visits right. the Enterprise, actually uh, notes that himself. He says, uh, Data, you sound like a Vulcan. And, you know, <laughs> I, I guess that, right. that sort of kicks the whole thing off. That's right. But he's never really struck me as being a Vulcan, though. No, but I'm sure he's... Uh, I'm sure at first they thought of him that way in terms of writing. I don't think Spock ever learned how to tap dance like Data. Well, this is true. <laughs> but or, or tell jokes. <laughs> or tell jokes. Right. Data has, of course, a, a lot more depth in many ways because they can do just about anything with them that they could do with Spock because right. Spock was uh, real. That's right. All you have to do is change a chip. That's right. right. <laughs> Plus, Data's trying to be human, whereas uh, Spock was always trying not to be not human. Not to That's be right. human. Kind of an interesting point. Right. Yeah. 
So, well, anyway, I thank you very much for calling, Parsons. And um, uh, keep listening. We will. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye Hi, welcome. You're on Talk Trek. Well, evening, you two. You didn't think I was going to show up, huh? <laughs> well, we thought after we gave the update for the uh, Paramount takeover. Uh, this has to be John. I thought I'd disappear. Hi, How guys. How you doing, John? Good. I'm doing okay. Good. Sorry for missing you for the past few weeks, but unfortunately, I've been kind of busy, and I noticed during Christmas, uh, actually, the uh, weekend of Christmas, so were you guys. Uh, yes. Yeah, we were missing. And you know what I found out when I came home? Mm. Uh, I hadn't had anything on my uh, fax machine for a while, and I just assumed it was because of uh, everybody being away for the holidays, the same as I was. Turned out that the whole line was down. And it wasn't. I thought it was disconnected, I thought, so I connected it. I noticed it. that there was a problem on your line because every time I tried contacting it, it was continuously busy. Yeah, they had to climb up into the stratosphere in order to fix it. Oh, man. It would be a real big boo-boo. Next time, try doing subspace channels. That works better. <laughs> if the communicator is working properly, that is. But they're it so is. expensive. Ah, yes, it is. I'm lucky I can plug in a, a, a telephone. <laughs> Thank you, Tomas. He's yeah. lucky. He's got a communicator. <laughs> Subspace frequencies are now open. Uh, it's still in Starbase maintenance, still being repaired by Quark and this gang, and they're still having a fall over it, okay? Yeah, I think so, too. Rangies are having fun with it. What do you think about this Vulcan thing that I keep trying to bring out? Nobody agrees with me. Will you agree with me? Vulcans. Don't you think Vulcans ought to be on Star Trek? The next I generation. They the next gen. Star Trek. I, have, I rarely see a Vulcan on next generation. That's my whole point. You're not paying any attention tonight. You're obviously uh, not no, listening. Unfortunately, I was John, not paying. that's two strikes against you now. Unfortunately. You got to pay more attention. <laughs> nope, there I are should, no Vulcans on. I should try. They should have more Vulcans on. Not except for unification. Only they only had Dr. Solar, and that was it. Yes. I have no idea why the writers are doing this to us. I'm only to strengthen the characters of the, of the, of the main cast. Be a reason but they should put uh, more Vulcans on there. It's least. just to make us mad, I'm sure. Why not? I think it's because they want to express their own individuality. Mm. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. You folks happened to make a point earlier concerning about tech being not uh, science fiction. Yes. But if we're talking 50 years in the future, or even one year in the future, if we're talking uh, technological feats, uh, the ability is far beyond our current technology right now. We are talking sci-fi here. Folks. So it's automatically science fiction. That's right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I just yeah. wasn't I, I uh, wasn't sure. More of a personal note, I happened to change jobs during the uh, uh, holiday season here. Oh, really? Good, good. Yes, I, I guess. Well, from the, from the one place I, I told you about earlier in my notes. And right. Now I'm currently working at a different company right now. Good for you, John. Yeah, thank you. You like it? I do like it. Good. I really do like Just it. Just get them all to listen to Talk Trek. Oh, definitely. <laughs> get in there and do your commander's job. That's right. Good luck in the new hey, year. Hey, they even noticed on the first day of my job I was wearing a Star Trek tie. <laughs> Only one person <laughs> in the whole office noticed this. At least she but noticed they, it. But they're noticing. They oh, noticed that's the funny. Star Trek tie here. <laughs> Thanks for calling, John. My pleasure. Take Have you. a good one. You too. Bye. It's really funny about those things. I, uh, um, I use my Star Trek checks all the time. Yes. And one of the re uh, the other day I was in a uh, a pet store, buying some uh, some dog food, and what have you. And the gal that I paid for it with a Star Trek uh, check, and uh, she w she went bonkers, absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I had to go home and get the number and call her up and give it to her. And I said, just be sure to tell them when you call that you heard about it on Talk Trek. That's right. <laughs> that's the key. Yeah, but she didn't give me anything off on my dog food. Well, too oh bad. well. So hi. Hi. You're on Talk Track. Yeah, this is Carol from Ten Sleep, Wyoming. Hi, Carol. Hi. How are things in Wyoming? Oh, it's doing okay. Got some snow yesterday, and it's kind of cold. But are you living up? Do you live up in the mountains there? 
We're at the foot of the mountain. Oh, that's got to be beautiful in the wintertime. Well, it is. Or even in the summertime. Yeah, uh-huh. anytime is good yeah. time. Yeah, I imagine it's very pretty. Yeah. How, how big are your mountains? I mean, are they really huge, like um, 10,000 feet? We have uh, the pass, Powder River Pass, is 9,666 feet. That's big. That's pretty tall. That's pretty tall. So, <laughs> well, not as tall as them in Colorado, but they do okay for us. Well, I mean, compared yeah. to ours, what are ours, 3,600 feet on a good day? Oh, that's, well. That's not even as high as my house. <laughs> hey, <laughs> everything is relative in this world. Yeah, I guess. So, anyway, so what do you, what do you bring us in on, on, on cable or... Satellite no, we have or? a satellite dish. You have satellite also. Yeah. Incredible. I've talked to you before. I live on a ranch. Yeah. So. Oh. Not so do you, what do you raise? you raise horses or you raise cows or you raise both? Uh, cattle. You do raise cattle. People actually raise cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think you get your hamburger from? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> oh, that, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Let's think of them as being milk cows. That makes me feel better. <laughs> Can we do that? Just pretend. <laughs> okay, okay. How many cattle do you have? Uh, Temporarily. It's about 230 head of mother cows. Wow. That's a lot. Do you save any of them, or do you use them more for beef? Oh, well, you just raise the calves every year, and then you sell them when they get big enough. Oh. um, That's incredible, though. People actually do that. Do you have cowboys that ride around on the range, or do they do it in a more modern way? You, <laughs> you get out there and ride around with the cows. Well, yeah. Oh, I think that's a kick. You know, I love you help it. you help them being born, and oh. you know, you gotta do all that kind of stuff. I hear. Oh wow! And you brand them? Pardon? Do you brand them? Of course. Oh, that's a that's a panic. It's just like out of the movie. <laughs> I love it. I really well, love yeah. It. Us so city so folk don't know that stuff <laughs> very well. Yeah. Well, keep talking to me. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> Listen, when I was a kid. Uh, my mother finally decided that maybe she ought to send me to a farm for a few days because she found out that I honestly believed that milk was born in bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it never, I never put together the cows and the, and the milk. Well, that's just happened in the past 40 years. Everybody used to have an uncle or an aunt that lived on the farm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> if I did, <laughs> I didn't so. know about them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, no. let's don't get into that. <laughs> which, which, uh, which facet of uh, of the Star Trek universe are you most uh, interested in? Interested in? Oh well, the original holds my heart, but oh. I like everything else. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do you do you watch uh, the Next Gen? Yes. And Deep Space Nine? Yes. Which one, Which of the two do you prefer? Or do you have a favorite? <laughs> oh, it's really a toss up. Uh, they both mm. have really good aspects, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your I favorite character in all three of the series? Well, Captain Kirk. Oh, well, of course. Well, Very of course. good. I wonder about that. That's, that's, that's a question. That's a correct answer. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> win. You're looking forward to watching Tech War? Yes, I am. I'm trying to find out uh, when they're on the Denver stations because that's what I watch up here. Out here, they're going on on January the 19th for whatever good that does you. Okay. I don't know, but... Uh, well, and then isn't William Shatner in a movie coming up, too? Uh, yeah, he's going to be in a Columbo movie this uh, this Monday uh, uh, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, again, I don't know where it is in the rest of the uh, world. But it's going to be it's going to be out here on Monday. I'm looking forward to that, too. He plays a bad guy again. He loves to play bad guys. Yeah, well, I think they're probably more fun. Yeah, <laughs> they are. He likes them. He likes them. He's just all over the place. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's making a fortune, this guy. <laughs> he was out being a uh, uh, grand marshal of the Rose Parade. Yes, and I really liked his horse. Oh. The, uh, that's the only reason he did it, is they said, you can ride a horse. He said, fine, I'd love to do it. Yeah. But th- it was interesting because the uh, the guy that was talking about the par- parade uh, was explaining that uh, he's the first one, evidently, to uh, to ride. 
in uh, to ride a horse and not sit in a car in the past uh, 30 years. 30 well, you years. have to, you have to know what you're doing, otherwise you don't look good on a horse. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, he oh. does know what he's doing. Although he did, uh, he was explaining that uh, at one point that uh, he was in um, the Hollywood Christmas Parade some years back, and they gave his horse a um, an injection uh, to uh, uh, a sedative to keep mm -hmm. him calm while the bands were playing. Hmm. Then when the parade started, the band was in front and the horse was prancing all over the place and then the band swung off and uh, moved into the back of the parade so there was no band around him. So now the dog had nothing, the, the horse had nothing to keep him excited. And as he was going down the parade grounds, he kept getting sleepier and sleepier <laughs> and trying to practically how to get off and carry the stupid horse the last 200 yards. <laughs> falling asleep on him. Which, which would have been an interesting picture in itself. <laughs> so he was terrified that if this happened during the race, Rose Parade and the 400 million people watching for the horse that goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that true that they tranquilize all the horses? Well, they tranquilize some of them. If they, I guess if they're not used to being in uh, parades and bands. That's interesting. I, I took my dog to a, uh, a horse show once, and when the bands came out, that poor dog almost had a heart attack. Wow. Never occurred to me that they're not used to these things, but they're not. That's no. true. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Even walking on pavement is pretty spooky for a lot of horses. Yeah, well, uh, he, he did say that, uh, that uh, this particular horse, uh, the one that uh, I prefer, Montana, who was actually originally named I Prefer Roses, was terrified of the white lines mm -hmm. and was convinced that these white lines were out to get them. Right. You know, so or he, oil spots or anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I guess it could be fun. But he looked, he looked good. He seemed to know what he was doing. So he oh, got yeah. Through. Well, he always looks good. Yeah, that's true. That's tr oh, you're a big Kirk fan, I can <laughs> tell. Okay, you know, I've written you a letter before and... Haven't heard back from you guys. Oh, well, we get um, around to it. Don't worry about it. We're <laughs> slow, but sure. But that is one of the things I wrote about, is I'd like more information on uh, Shatner's mm. fan club. Um, I'll have to send you, you something. Come to the right place. That's oh right. My God. I, just <laughs> hang in there. You will get an answer. Thank you, Captain. Okay, and I, I was wondering, do the, does anybody, any of the stars, ever answer any mail? Uh, I, I don't know about the others. I really have no way of knowing whether they do or they don't. Um, I, I, I don't know. I wonder if they get much mail anymore. I don't know. Well, they get some from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them have fan clubs and some of them don't. I right. know that. Mm -hmm. and I, but I can't. I know, of course, Leonard, uh, he, has a, he has a large uh, following. Right. And so does D. Kelly. I, th I think their policy is that if, if it doesn't come through their fan clubs, then they really can't. Uh, you know, sit down and, and respond to Oh, every they don't respond personally. Right. No, right. they couldn't do it. It would be a physical right. well, possibility. Yeah. 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 Well, I was uh. just wondering, um, you know, because even at one time I sent William Shatner um, a present. Uh, it was actually a, a part of a bridle that I put some Indian beadwork on. Ooh. And for some silly reason, stupid me, I thought that I might get um, at least an acknowledgement that it arrived. You know. Usually you do from Shatner's office because we're uh, you're the people that have always I, I happen to know the people that have run his fan clubs in the past and generally speaking that stuff all goes through his club and if they get it uh, and and it goes into his office then I know for a fact that acknowledgments go out. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. we don't always get everything. Yeah, so that's what I was wondering because I I did send it through the Star Trek fan club asking for it to be forwarded because mm -hmm. I didn't know. Well, I've seen stuff come through a year later so. 
God knows what doesn't come through. <laughs> yeah. What There's, can I tell you? But there is always hope. So. Yes, There's I always know. hope. That bridal may there still show up wherever it is, <laughs> unless it's on somebody's horse now. God knows where. <laughs> well, I kind of wondered you? about that. Yeah. Um, you know, one thought, though, on the Vulcans and why they're not showing up. Yes. What? Uh, do you ever think that maybe nobody can do it as good as Leonard can do it? I mean, who else can mm. do a Vulcan? Yeah, she's got a good point there. Well, quite as well. Mark Leonard was pretty good. Well, yeah. Yeah, but they but killed I mean, him off. <laughs> yeah. Which I well, thought yeah. was a sin. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. There's a new book coming up, incidentally, by uh, Ann Crispin called Sarek that, that I'm looking forward to. We're going to have her on our show. Oh, good. We'll talk about the book. It yeah. Should be, it and should in fact, you need to talk about William Shatner's new book, too. Uh, Memories? Yes. Oh, we've talked about that. We had him on our show. Well, you know, that happened the week before the Star Trek Fan Club article came out. Ah, uh, yes. And I didn't know about you. Oh. I just had a fit when I found out. Oh, we did a rerun of it at Christmas time. Well, I've been gone. <laughs> What can I tell you? you, you if you're not going to be there, Carol. <laughs> you just keep coming up with these excuses, Carol, and well, we're, frankly, we're sick you, of it. There's very <laughs> few times I'm not here, but... Um, we'll get into his book, uh, maybe give it a good discussion one of these days, because there's a lot of meat in it, and a lot of stuff we could really get into some, some interesting comments about. I'm, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, okay. oh, he will be. Okay. Well, I'm I'll sure he will be, too. So. Okay. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi there, you're live on CRN and on Talk Track. Hi, this is Mary from Cochise, Arizona. Hi, Mary. How's Cochise tonight? Oh, it's right around 30 degrees. Oh, good. I love that, Cochise, Arizona. Crisp and uh, my, great my night favorite sky. places. Oh, it's a beautiful place to live. Great for telescoping and that sort of thing, too. <laughs> you promised you got to send me a card from there. Oh, you did? I did. You shouldn't use I didn't get it, it yet. Uh-oh. Well, I send it to uh, Priority Mail on Monday. Oh. And I sent you a little present, too, but I guess you have to wait and get it. Oh, son of a gun. Huh, well. You sent it to the post office. Yeah, 7401725, Studio City, California? I think that's what it was. Oh. Well, I'll check into it. We'll that's keep okay. an eye out. We'll check into yeah, it, Yeah, it was a big brown envelope, so. Oh, okay. Maybe they just didn't look in the back. Oh. Uh, that happens sometimes. Oh, well. Well, that's just sweet. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to ask, uh, talk about the Vulcan issue here. Yeah. Uh, you, you got a good point, and, and so far everybody has had a very interesting slant on the discussion, but you might want to also consider that how many episodes did we see Vulcans in, in the original track? All but, of them. No, it was besides Spock. We didn't really oh. see too many others. No. You know, we saw his, his dad, and we There were saw, references, though. Yeah. There were constant references to the uh, Vulcan uh, world, which was interesting. And we had the the discussion about the they had the Intrepid, in which they lost a whole ship of Vulcans. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's why there's no more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, maybe after that, no one wanted that, to join Starfleet <laughs> again. <laughs> maybe they're all in Pont Far too. <laughs> How many people can there be on a planet that only has sex every seven years? Right, you know? this is true. <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting point. Well, you know, you got to remember too that it's really tough to write for these things. And, yeah. And the the bottom line is, if it's not good stuff, they shouldn't put it on in the first place. You know, and the imagination, though, of the uh, uh, of the people who developed the different points and characterization of the Vulcan um, uh, peoples was really fascinating. Oh, yeah. There, it there really was. I mean, it was so original. Some, you know, something really to be proud of. I also. mean, imagine developing a character with no emotion who managed to show so much emotion. 
Well, you got to remember he was half human. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So, that's you know, that's what made the character so wonderful. That's Personally, I'm sick to death of Klingons on the next gen. So am I. Oh, I could live a lifetime without seeing Wolf, another Wolf. Klingon. <laughs> Boy. Well, Morph's okay. Well, we have Morph is all right. He's We're good. stuck with him. More but. coconut heads. <laughs> that's that's great. How many bumps can we put on people's heads? <laughs> I don't know. I think the characterization of the the uh, Warps has been interesting. Of the of the Klingons of the Warps. <laughs> the Warps. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one way to refer to them. He's our pal. But then you were talking earlier about Riker, and I, he's yeah. just been poorly written for all of us. He along. really has been, and I don't know why. He could be such a wonderful character. Well, yeah. he, he's he's such a he's he's a tough character because essentially they took the Kirk character and split him up into two halves. Right. Uh, a an interesting half and a non-interesting <laughs> half. And they gave Riker the non-interesting right. half. And so you that's know, a pity. That's too bad. But because that's what he happened. could be good. Every once in a while, he shows a spark and. It's just really, it could be fascinating. Oh, he and strikes a good pose. Yeah, oh, he does. <laughs> and I happen to I happen to like the actor. The actor, I think, is really mm -hmm. good. And I would like to see him be able to get his teeth into something. But they just have him as such a wimp. Well, Yeah, I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind seeing Thomas Riker yes. Yes. on Voyager. That, yes. that might not be so bad. That would be great. I do hope they do that. Although, as somebody pointed out, they... That was a kind of a kind of an incredibly stupid thing to do oh. too, <laughs> that you could just split people with the machine and I mean we could have why why bother? I'm that? just I'm just surprised it hasn't happened before. <laughs> well, it <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Mary. Okay, thank you. Good night. Take care. Good night. Hi, you're live on CRN on Talk Trek. Uh, yeah, what's the topic tonight? The topic tonight is uh, well, it's, it's sort of a, a mixed stew, but we've been talking about why don't they have any Vulcans? on uh, The Next Gen and on Deep Space Nine. We've also been talking about the fact that the um, characterization of Riker has never been really allowed to mature. They keep him as, as sort of a wimpy person. Can Who's this calling? Uh, could you tell me the name of the actor who plays Riker? Yes, Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who's calling? Uh, this is John from San Diego. Hi, John. So have you been listening to the show tonight, or did you just tune in? Uh, I just got home. Oh, you sound tired. Well, you can rest and relax and just enjoy. Read the last five minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, didn't, uh, getting back to that thing about Vulcans, uh, didn't Leonard Nimoy guest on um, The New Generation? Yes, he did. A couple of years ago, uh, he played in Unification, which was a two-part series, and he only appeared in the last half. Uh, and I think he phoned in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, all. Sure we haven't paid. really. I'm sure he got paid for funny. Oh, I'm sure mm -hmm. he got that's, paid well that's for that. True. <laughs> but the uh, the characterizations, uh, the Vulcan characters characters have been non-existent basically. That's I mean, right. Very very rarely do they ever show up. So. I wondered if that actress is still alive who played Spock's mother on uh, the original Star Trek, Jane Wyatt. Jane, Jane Wyatt. I think so. I've I never heard she that is. she's. I believe she's she is. Not. I wonder if she'd be interested in doing She is that alive. Again. Helen is nodding vehemently. Yes, she's definitely alive. Mm -hmm. Well, they killed her off, too, in uh, Star Trek VI and replaced her with the younger woman, mm -hmm. which eventually killed Syracuse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank now we don't have anybody left. Thanks for calling, John. Thanks for calling, John. Hi, you're live on Talk Trek on CRN. Hi, this is Charlene. Hi, Charlene. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Um, I was concerned about your comments about uh, Commander Riker. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think, uh, you know, I really disliked, I, I really tried to dislike Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> Why do you want, you try to dislike it? Yes, because oh, I, I am a real fan of the original Star Trek. 
Yeah, but I don't even I don't work and try to dislike it. I know, but I tried to, but I couldn't. I couldn't. It's basically a good. Sh I mean, the show is good. I, I like the show. Oh, the show is very good, and uh, I just like to see it better. Yeah, I would too. And I saw Commander Riker as a Kirk in training, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I would like to see in the future for him. <laughs> as a Kirk in training? Right. <laughs> I think he has to learn how to swagger a little bit more. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Some but, things he does uh, well, but better. other things he doesn't. <laughs> I, you know, uh, the other thing that I'm concerned about is um, all the negativity of Deep Space Nine. It's personal because my brother is the construction coordinator for Deep Space Nine. Uh huh. <laughs> but I like the show. I love Deep Space Nine. That's by far my favorite. And it's got depth in the characters, much more like the original Star oh, Trek. Oh, and they are and characters. Oh yeah, they the really. They there's there's a lot of feeling in uh, all of them, which I like. They show uh, uh, they show anger. They show caring. Uh, they show stupidity. And there's oh, a lot they of show that. selfishness. They show all of the emotions. It's very good. And there's a lot more latex in the show. This is true. Which I think is a good selling point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, my, my, but my, my personal favorite is the original Star Trek, and I'll never let it go. No, I think I'm probably very much along this, uh, feel the same way. Uh, but uh, what can you do? We, we, we do? They are moving us along whether we like it or not. Well, so. yeah, I know, and you know, this is the, uh, you know, I never, uh, the only two, two fan letters I've ever wrote in my life was one to keep the original Star Trek on the air. And it worked. Was, and I was about 12 years old, mm -hmm. and the other was defend William Shatner in a TV guide, which never got printed, so... Consequently, I don't take TV oh anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them got printed. One letter got printed. So one did, him, but so you know, mine didn't. Something. So to hell with them. That's <laughs> right. Don't buy it anymore. <laughs> but but thanks for calling, Charlene. Okay, thank you. We gotta you. move ahead. Take bye care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hi, welcome. You're on Talk Trek. You're our last call for tonight. Hi, this is Dave from Kishanakan, Ohio. Hi, welcome. Dave. Welcome. How are things in Ohio? Cold. Ooh, another cold spot. Yeah. Well, I think. Pretty much the whole East is. Yeah. So what's happening? Oh, no, not a lot. Got any feelings about what we've been talking about tonight? Well, in I 30 seconds or less. <laughs> <laughs> My big reason I called in was to defend the Klingons. Okay. <laughs> you guys shouldn't bash the Klingons. <laughs> yeah, we should be really a bit more respectful of them. They're just misunderstood. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, they're really lovable little pussycats. That's right. That's right. <laughs> With horrible headaches. <laughs> Poor Wolf. He's been walking around with that thing on his forehead. But look at look at Jordy. He has to walk around with that thing across his eyes. He's half blind. That's right. <laughs> That's uncomfortable, too. It's fun. It's fun. John, I'm, uh, Dave, I wanted to ask you, what do you get us on? On, um, uh, on, on cable? On our cable.